want to make a podcast, Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily, distribute it everywhere, and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&As and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel so supported in the creation and distribution of my show. Spotify for Podcasters hosts masterclasses, office hours, and more to help creators develop and fine-tune their skills. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to our Back to 8020. Thank you so much for clicking on today's episode. Caroline Gardner is joining me on the show today. Funny story, the two of us actually went to the same high school. She was a couple years behind me, but we went to the same high school and we actually got connected through our parents and... Caroline was a part of the Reality is Beautiful event that I hosted back in October, and she just had some really, really incredible things to say during that event, and I wanted to bring her on the podcast to just share more about her story, her life on social media, her fitness journey, mental health, body image, all kinds of stuff. We really get into tons and tons of topics in this episode. We get deep about social media versus reality, especially in the fitness world. We talk about growing organically online through community building. We talk about college life and balancing a social life in college with your fitness goals. We talk about party culture, going out. We talk about her journey to become a personal trainer. Caroline has so many incredible things to say, and I know that you guys are going to love today's episode. So on that note, let's welcome Caroline Gardner to 8020. Hey Caroline, welcome to 8020. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Absolutely. Caroline and I met um, kind of in an interesting way. I think our, our parents connected and then they connected us, but I'm super happy that they did. Um, Caroline was actually a part of an event that Daily hosted and she shared a lot of really cool insight there. So I'm just super pumped to have her on the show. Um, so Caroline, I'll let you kind of like introduce yourself to the listeners. Um, if you want to kind of give like your, I guess, elevator pitch. Yeah, yeah, of course. So my name is Caroline, obviously I'm 20 years old and I'm an undergraduate student at the University of Maryland. I'm pursuing a degree in kinesiology and plan on attending grad school to become a physical therapist. And I'm also a certified personal trainer. I am connected with Lily through social media, like she said, our parents put us in contact um, because last year I started a fitness account and I started to, you know, like help my mental health just to have something to do. And, you know, it ended up growing really fast and really surprisingly, and it's now at like 18,000 and I've been able to make so many cool connections through it, meet so many awesome people like Lily. And yeah, I've definitely learned a lot about myself through social media and through mental health struggles. And I love sharing that with people. Awesome. Okay. So you kind of like dove into a lot of different avenues that I'm super pumped to dive into today. So first off, I want to start with your Instagram Instagram account. So you started this account about a year ago. Is that right? Yeah, it was around a year ago, 
I think my first post was like November 14th of last year. Okay. So like under a year. Yeah. So it's just about a year. (laughs) And you were able to grow to 18,000 in a year. Yes. (laughs) So what has that growth process been like for you? Overwhelming, a little overwhelming because I think that was never my intention. I know a lot of people go on social media with the intention of like making it their life, making it a source of income and becoming like a full-time influencer. For me, it was like solely for fun. So, you know, it was really cool when it was growing and I was like, wow, I'm getting like so many cool opportunities from this, but you know, it can be overwhelming in a sense because you get so many cool opportunities. It does become like, you know, a little second life, a second job in a sense, you know, posting and keeping up with content and stuff. But um, one thing I do try to like, I guess, remind myself of is that it's not my whole life. So I try to just take it as it comes. I don't, sometimes I don't post. Sometimes I post a lot. I just kind of use it how I want to use it. I don't use it, you know, in a way as like, oh, like I need to make money. I need to post like, no, I'm just going to post for fun. And, you know, whenever people are like, oh, so you're an influencer now? I'm like, no, I'm a college student who likes to post on social media and somehow, you know, got a following. But I've definitely, I think for me, the biggest thing is that I've made an impact on people. Like I've had people from high school message me and be like, hey, I watch your account and you have inspired me to go to the gym. Or like I followed one of your workouts and, you know, I have random people message me like, you're so inspiring. Like you really helped me with like an eating disorder or with, you know, some mental health struggle. And that for me, like, is literally amazing. And I feel like being able to make that sort of impact on people has like such an impact on me because I started it because I was struggling with mental health. I had depression last year and, you know, I used it as an outlet. So the fact that my social media now is being used for good among other people is so amazing. Okay. So for someone who's never visited your account, what do you post? What's your, what's your content? Like I began by posting like a lot of just workouts. Like I'd film my workouts, like put in the gym. So I try to do a lot of like filming my workouts, but sometimes it's a little hard when the gym's crowded or like when I'm in college and I'm super busy, but um, I like to provide like a lot of educational stuff about lifting, you know, cause I feel like in any skill area or any area in life, like you're always learning, you're always growing and it can, the same can be said for the gym. You know, I learn stuff as I go along and I learn how to better my form or just like how to listen to my body better. But I also really like to write captions. Um, I consider them mini journal entries, just a thought dump sometimes. Like um, sometimes there are days where like I go through something and I'm like, huh, like that would be something good to put on an Instagram post because sometimes what I remind myself, I think other people need to be reminded too. And it sounds silly, but I think if I was scrolling on social media and saw like a caption that talked about like body image or like taking rest days and not being too hard on yourself, I'd be like, oh, like I need that. And I also try to post about body image sometimes because there have been moments where I've like posted a photo of myself and I'm like, I do not look like that all the time. Mm -hmm. Like I remember I was doing like this trial haul and I like took like an up close photo of like probably like half of my side, like the stomach and like to show the shirt and the shorts. And it was like, a, well, it was more like a sports bra and shorts. And I was looking at it and I was like, I never look like that 24 seven. So then like, I took a photo afterwards of like what I actually look like, just to be like, reminder, like I don't actually look like that because if I were to see that, I'd probably be like, man, how does she always look so skinny? Like, no, you know? Well, it's so like bold of you to post like, hey, this is me posing. And then, hey, this is what I actually look like because I feel like people just pick the best image. Right. And the crazy thing is, 
that if you were to talk to me like a year and a half ago, I would never post that. I would be so insecure, be like so embarrassed. And people are like, I don't understand like how you are able to post that. Like I'd feel like, you know, embarrassed or not embarrassed, but like I'm not confident enough to do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I think it all comes down to like self-love and learning how to, you know, view your body in a way that is more positive than negative. Like your body does so much for you. So you can't always beat it down because it's not the tiniest version of itself. Because when it is the tiniest version of itself, it's not the healthiest version of itself, in my opinion. Because, you know, I've went through phases where like, oh, I want to be as skinny as possible. And I developed health problems from it. You know what I mean? I remember one of the first posts I did for like body image stuff was on National Eating Disorder Day because I feel like that's something I also see a lot in college is people who don't eat as much or you know if they're going to go out drinking they they choose like not to eat because they want to look skinny and like I don't know I think eating disorders are more prominent than we realize because sometimes they're normalized I think that was like one of the first photos I posted I think it was just a photo of me posed and then a screenshot from like a video of me working out where like you could see like all the rolls in my stomach and like something just told me that I need to post that and I think I got a lot of love on that post. Like a lot of comments like, wow, like I really needed this. Like, thank you. And I think that is also like something that makes me feel more comfortable posting that because it's not seen enough. Totally agree. And to be able to post that and get a super positive reaction from your community just kind of speaks to the type of relationship that you fostered with your people, which is incredible. I think that is definitely, you know, has been a positive for me. I don't think everyone else in the social media fitness world can say the same I definitely do get my fair share of negative comments but I just kind of like they'll impact me for like five minutes and then I'll like think about it and be like this person doesn't know me they don't know who I am they're just judging me off of like one video or one photo so I'm just gonna like let it go okay so you kind of touched on party culture a little bit which I want to get into so um you're in college and you go to a school. I don't really know too much about the party culture at your school, but I would assume it's probably, yeah, it's, it's there. <laughs> I mean, um, it is like a bigger school and I always knew I wanted to go to a bigger school. Definitely pretty big party culture. So, so how do you balance friendships and going out versus your training and your goals? So I've gone through a lot of phases. Like, it sounds so silly. I'm only a junior in college, but like, I feel like I've just learned a lot about myself in college. So freshman year was like weird was COVID, but my friends and I, like, we still went out a lot and, you know, like had fun because I think freshman year, like that's kind of the norm. Like you're settling into college life. You're like independent. You're just Mm -hmm. like, like, oh my God, this is so fun. Everything's so fun, you know? And, um, sophomore year was definitely a little, a little different for me. Um, partying I think or just like going out being with friends partying all that in um the fall semester had a very negative impact on me because at the time um my grandma had passed away and my grandpa had passed away like in the spring so I was dealing with a lot of mental health issues that I would kind of shove to the side and be like okay let's go out with my friends and like do this and it had a really negative impact on my mental health which I started to realize you know later on not in the moment but later on I noticed that and I think it's because it's so normalized to go out every weekend and to go have fun with your friends that like you kind of look past the effect it has on you individually as a person for Mm -hmm. me in that moment it was bad I would wake up the next day with horrible anxiety heart like really sad really homesick was crying all day Mm -hmm. but yet I would continue to do it because it was so normalized you know 
And then this time, like, granted, I'd still go to the gym and, you know, do whatever during the week or the weekends if I felt up to it. Learning how to, like, deal with depression and, like, come up that hill, I guess, or over that hill, like, you know, yeah. the downhill journey, like, of mental health and stuff. And I realized that at the time, like, going out and partying just made everything so much worse. And I yeah. tried so hard to make everything better and to, you know, become happy again and just not have as much anxiety that I didn't want to ruin that. So I didn't go out as much. And let me tell you, like my close friends, they understood because I told them everything. You know, just like me, people peers are like, oh my God, like, why don't you come out? Like, why don't you come party with us? Like do this, blah, blah, blah. And like, it got to a point where I would have to explain to them, like, I am literally like, I struggled with depression. I can't go out and drink because it makes me more depressed. And you Mm -hmm. know what? Then they wouldn't say anything. But that just goes to show how normalized it is to go out and party and how normalized it is to do all of that. And then when you don't do it, you're weird. All of a sudden it's like, what happened to you? You know? And I have like one, I had one of my friends say like this semester, like, oh my God, like, why don't you party like you used to? I'm like, because I don't want to. Oh, oh. that's <laughs> yeah. such like a backhanded compliment too. It's I like, know. oh, like you used to be fun. Like, yeah. And I'm like, and I literally was like, I was dealing with mental health issues. Oh. That's why it was so fun, you know? But yeah, really. I think this semester, I finally like figured out the perfect balance to college life, at least for me, because like people who know me, they know I love like fitness, health, but I also love to be a social butterfly. And I also love to spend time with friends and do normal college things, tailgate, all that stuff. So I think like a part of it has been not being as strict on fitness regimen. Like I'm strict in my own, I'm disciplined. Like I love to go, but I also like recognize that I'm only in college once. Like I'm only going to be at the University of Maryland for like two more years. So like I should be enjoying like every single moment before I go into the workforce and, you know, don't have as much time to like go out with friends every weekend. So, you know, there are days where I I was like, I want to work out, but then I'm like, you know what? Actually the tailgate's starting then. Like I woke up late, like I'll just go to the tailgate. And I think what I've realized is, you know, it doesn't really matter. Like I still have my progress. I still have my strength. I'm so healthy, you know, like one day doesn't make a difference. Two days doesn't make a difference. And also I've learned that I can go out and I can have fun and I can not drink. I think in college, it takes a while to learn what you want out of it, the lifestyle you want out of it. Some people like love to go out a lot. Some people, you know, want to stay in all the time and either or is fine. But I think it's also recognizing that you can't succumb to peer pressure. Like if you want to stay in, you should stay in. You should not feel forced to go out, you know, because it's nice to have a movie night in or it's nice to just do nothing and go to bed early. I was going to say too, like, I think that we should normalize nights in more often because everybody, like I'm kind of, um, I guess in a similar boat to you right now. Like I'm kind of like taking a step back from going out just because I recognize like it's not the best for me. And so kind of like taking a page out of your book to some degree, but people are like, oh, like you don't, you're not drinking tonight. It's like, no, I'm just, I'm just here for, I'm here for the fun. Like, you know, I can pick up on your energy and have a good time, but like, it doesn't mean that I have to, you know, have a drink. And I think like, our age group it's so so normalized and there's like nothing else to do besides going and grabbing a drink it's a very normalized thing I think and especially in college it's 10 times worse you know people are always shocked when like I'm staying in like I have homework to do or I have this to do and it's just like it's nice being able to like set these boundaries for myself because then if I really want to go out and have a great time I'm like I'm like all right you know like I'll plan for like that day like maybe I won't feel too great or like the next day or So for someone listening who is kind of maybe in the same 
boat as you not really feeling like going out is serving them. What's like a tangible tip? Maybe it's like something that you would tell a friend or maybe like an activity that you can do instead um, opposed to going out. So I think that like a big part of um, party culture in college is like also your friend group. And I think it's also really important that you have friends that understand who you are, like what you like to do and like your boundaries. I'm really lucky. I have like the best roommates. I have amazing friends and they all understand that like they're going to be nice where I don't want to go out. And, you know, they're the same way too. But it's just like having like a good group of people that aren't going to be like, oh, like, why aren't you coming out? Why aren't you doing this? Like that just understand, you know, I think that is really important. Surround yourself with people that are going to treat you in a respectable way that are going to understand your position and not force you into doing anything you don't want to do. And you know, movie nights are always, I think, so fun, so underrated. Just getting on a couch, like getting some good snacks with your roommates or friends and having a night in because it's still like you're socializing, but it's just like you're not out and about. I want to talk a little bit about the gym and fitness. So you said that you started your fitness Instagram about a year ago. Did you start your Instagram shortly into your gym journey or kind of like walk me through that? that timeline so in high school I was a runner I was a cross-country runner that was like my thing my sport you know what I mean when my senior year of track got canceled because of COVID I was like a huge runner I like wanted to run a marathon one day and like I had all these goals set up for myself and then freshman year I um, went on campus and I like tried out the gym and I ended up really liking it and I had taken a weightlifting class senior year of high school so I think that kind of helped with like getting started and um I think I just found it as a great outlet for mental health. I really took to it. I started sticking with it. And, you know, then you start seeing progress. And that's when it becomes like, oh, this is so fun. Like, I'm getting strong. You know, I can see muscle now. So fun fact, I actually started my fitness account. I think it was spring of freshman year. And here's the funny thing. So I had a public for maybe like a week before I made it private. So I had a public for a week and I posted a story and I looked at who saw it. And it was like people from my high school who didn't follow me. And I wasn't friends with them. I was like, terrified. So, you know, I made it like private right away. So I was like, oh my God, like people can't see like me working out. Like that's so embarrassing. Like I don't want people to know I have this. That's so made- the worst feeling though. Cause yeah. you automatically assume that they're judging you, but like they could be hyping you up, but like they're probably judging you knowing our high school, right? you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? No. And it was also like the random people that I like wasn't even good friends with. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Just like some random guys. And <laughs> Oh, I'm so embarrassed. So I like immediately made it made it private. And like I continued to like lift. I really just like fell in love with it. It was a great outlet for me. And it was just something I love to do. Fall semester, like kept continuing it, continuing with it. And then in November I decided to make it public just because I was I think I was tired of being embarrassed by myself. Cause I think I was like by keeping it private, I was like oh, like you're telling yourself that like you're embarrassed of your progress or like of what you lift and what you look like, like, you know, just kind of make it public, like get over that little barrier. And I think, you know, that was another reason I started it too, not only just for mental health, but to remind myself that like, I should not be embarrassed of who I am. I should own who I am. And if people want to judge me for that, then that's their problem because I don't have the time and energy to worry about that. And then I've just kind of post whatever on it and um, just somehow it gained some traction which is awesome. I think the coolest thing, in my opinion about it, is the people that I've met through it. Who knew that a ton of people at the University of Maryland had fitness accounts, not me. So next thing you know, as I'm like 
continue to post and connecting with people, I find, you know, a bunch of girls with fitness accounts. And one of them, her name's Nicole, she like DM me and she has to work out with me. Now we're like best friends. And I would have never met her if I didn't start a fitness account. So was there one piece of content that you posted that kind of blew up, that took off? Or was it just kind of like a slow roll? I think there was like one reel that I made that blew up. I think it was about my quads. I'm very quad dominant and like they're very defined. I think it's from track and like just genetics, obviously. I think I posted like a reel about them. It was like some sort of trend. You know, there's so many trends on social media. They come and go. And I posted a reel like with the trend and it got like a lot of traction. And then... You know, people always ask me, I'm not going to lie. They always ask me, how did you grow your social media? And like, I don't know. (laughs) And it sounds so silly. I just posted a lot. I posted what I want and I would like post whatever trend was trending. And, you know, sometimes it would take off. Sometimes it wouldn't. But I also just tried to connect with a lot of people and build a little fitness community of my own, which was really cool. But I feel like everyone always has that like one video that like does insanely well. So I think it was that one and like another random real trend where I just put like a quote over a video of me and it got like a million views. I was like, what's going on? That's crazy. It's wild to me, like what blows up versus what falls flat. And it could be like the most simple video and you're like, oh, this will get like a couple views and it takes off. And then like the one that you work really hard on or like you like set the camera up and get like the perfect angles and that one totally falls flat. It's like, yeah. And I think the funny thing is like I posted that video, like, you know, maybe and maybe a month later it went viral wow that's crazy I think for you though one thing that people really can tell is just how and we talked about about this um during the reality is beautiful event but just how you're building a community you're not like doing it for the following nothing's forced nothing's fake you're truly just posting your workouts and like you want to help people and I think that people just gravitate towards that you know yeah I mean and that's like awesome for me to hear because I don't know how people see it from the outside but I mean, like, that's kind of the goal I'm going for. Like, sometimes I just, I just like to put my thoughts out there, put my workouts out there and like spread good vibes, put some good quotes, sprinkle them in. I mean, people can call me an influencer, but I don't think I'll ever consider myself an influencer. I know it sounds a little weird, but like, I feel like as soon as I consider myself that, like, I'm not as real. Does that make sense? Mm, absolutely. I'm kind of the same way I like to use the term influencer incredibly loosely because when I think influencer, I think like Kylie Jenner or like like celebrity influencers, whereas it's like you and me, I feel like we're just like average girls. I mean, not average in like a bad way, but just like, <laughs> yeah, you know, no. we're just like girls that just post content and and people somehow like it. I like- I know. <laughs> I literally, I say that all the time to people, like, I, I don't know what you're seeing in my content, but like, thanks for listening and watching, you know? I always try to include people too and like hype up my friends. Cause it's like, I sometimes I'm like, how did I get all these followers? Like, I genuinely don't know, but like, it doesn't mean that I'm not gonna still be like a great friend and support all of my other friends who have accounts and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. I feel like something that tends to happen is the follower account goes to your head you know mm-hmm. and then you become like less real and more like oh how can I make this like a business make it my life I actually had to take a step back from social media some point this I think it was a summer this semester because I was starting to get overwhelmed by it I could sense that like it was becoming less fun and more of like oh my god like this is becoming like it could be a source of income, like blah, 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 like brand partnerships and stuff. So I like took a couple of days to just step back 
and like not post anything. And then I was like, oh, like real life is so much better than social media. I could go down a rabbit hole just about social media and how it really does get to your head sometimes. And like, I was starting to feel as though I needed to post like every aspect of my day. And like, I think for me, if I didn't work out, I felt the need to explain that to my followers like that day. And I was getting stressed because it felt like sometimes, oh my God, if I don't work out, they're going to think I'm lazy. They're going to think this, they're going to think that. And I'm like, so that's when it started to get bad for me because I couldn't live my life without thinking about, oh my God, like I can't post a workout today. But now like I finally realized like I'm just a college student like, and they know that they're following me and they know that. So I just need to remind myself that like, it's okay not to post and, you know, maybe go on the next day and be like, Hey, like, sorry, I was inactive. Well, actually I hate saying sorry. I was inactive. I was about to say, don't apologize. Like take your breaks. Yeah. That is one thing. Like that is one thing I've stopped myself from doing. I will never say, sorry, I was inactive. I am allowed to take a break. Like, I don't care how many followers you have, but you are allowed to go off of social media. And it's not possible to like constantly post every aspect of your life. And I think a lot of times people forget that like your stories or like the one feed post that you post, maybe it's like, okay, I did a photo dump today. And these are photos from like the past month. (laughs) Like this wasn't all today. And like, you're seeing maybe like 2% of my life. You're not seeing the full thing. And I think people forget that sometimes, you know? For someone just kind of getting into fitness, um, what would you say is like your number one tip? Well, I think what a lot of people really struggle with when they first get into fitness is um, like gym anxiety, like learning how to, you know, use the machines, get in there. Like, and a lot of times if you're a girl, it's a room full of guys in the, you know, if you're looking to go to the weight room, it's a room full of guys. And that is terrifying. (laughs) So I think my best advice is going with a plan. There are a ton of great workouts on Instagram, on YouTube. You can find them anywhere. So going with a plan. I write it out in my notes app, you know, like exactly what I want to do. And, you know, don't be ashamed to mess up. Even I still mess up. You know, sometimes the machines are harder to work than they look. And just recognize that people are there to work on themselves and not to judge you. So, you know, if you're going to play around with the machine and look like a fool, own it. Because at the end of the day, you're just trying to get a workout in. You're not trying to prove to everyone in the gym that you know how to work this machine the best. You know, it's a learning process for everyone. And even the most advanced, you know, gym goers still learn something every day. So run with a plan and own it. Do you have a workout on your page that you recommend somebody starts with? Or do you have like a beginner's guide? I know I have um, like a beginner dumbbell workout and if you read through like a beginner like dumbbell only legs workout something I have on my page I actually have guides if you go in the Instagram section like it's one of the tabs under my profile and there's like they're divided into I think like chest shoulders triceps so push back and biceps pull and like legs so they're like three different categories and you can tap on it and you can like pick different workouts and some of them I know some of them have like accommodations. Like if you can't do this yet, do this instead. So, I, cause I try to like understand that people are at different levels and like not everyone can do like a certain balancing motion yet. So I try to include that in my captions too. So you just recently got your personal training certification. Can you talk a little bit about that process? Yes. So at like the beginning of the spring on um, this year, 
I decided I wanted to do personal training um, because it's something I'm passionate about, wanted to learn more about. So I signed up with um, NASM to do the self-study course and I took the exam in September. And it's funny because my initial intent was to take the exam over the summer and do all the coursework over the summer, but um, I was lazy and I suffered those consequences during the school year. But I also like had an internship and I had a serving job. So that's free time that I had, I didn't want to study. <laughs> so I ended up doing a lot of it during the school year and I took the online exam in September and I was so nervous and it was scary because it was like a lockdown browser. And if you looked away from the screen, the you know the computer would yell at you, <laughs> but I ended up passing and um, I was so excited and I went and got pizza afterwards. <laughs> that was how I celebrated. Um, but yeah, it was definitely a lot of information but a lot of good information. Um, and I still have the content available to me now, which is great. So if anyone's looking to do personal training like online, I think NASM is great. I think anyone you could find online is great. As long as you have like the motivation and drive to do it on your own without a certain timeline, except for when your course expires. What's one piece of advice you would give yourself maybe say six months ago before you started the course? I think I should have laid out when I wanted to complete like each chapter by. And I think I should have been a little bit more disciplined in that area because I did have a lot of free time in the summer, but I just, you know, chose to shove it inside like, oh, I'll get it done eventually. And it ended up being really stressed because I then came to college and I was trying to balance all of my courses and studying for my CPT. So I think I would have tried to manage my time a lot better over the summer. But in reality, it worked out for me. I got really lucky. I thought I was going to have to pay to take the exam again. Um, but yeah, just know, know your limits and know like, I guess your stress levels. Because for me, my stress levels were through the roof during that time period. So would not recommend. Definitely like spread it out. <laughs> so you shared with me that you're actually going to start taking clients relatively soon. Can you talk a little bit about that? So I wanted to be a personal trainer, not only to like, you know, develop better skills in that area, but also did have the intention of one day being able to take online clients. I have a job now on campus as an in-person personal trainer. So I'm hoping I can start, you know, getting a better feel for the job and like what I want to do with it. But I really do want to take um, online clients. And I plan on doing that this winter within the next month or so. Um, and for me, I'm not going to take a ton of clients. I want to keep it, you know, smaller, like I really want to develop a personal relationship with my clients because I think that is so important. And um, I want my clients to be able to text me if they're, you know, struggling with an exercise. And I want to have weekly FaceTime calls to, you know, check in how they're doing with the program, like what we need to change. And just to, you know, talk about mental health too, because obviously that's important. It plays a role in you know, the gym and working out because body image and mental health are so intertwined. So, you know, I just want to be like, you know, a re not only a resource, but also a friend for my clients because the gym can be scary and like, you know, you can be confused and I want them to feel like they can ask questions and talk to me. So I'm really excited to start doing that. And I just hope that I can impact someone's life in a really positive way. Like I want to be their hype person, you know, like, yes, you just did that. Like you just got a PR, you just, you know, reach this goal. So, and I have it all laid out in a really cool and exciting way that is very accessible and very awesome. I like don't want to say it yet because 
I'm still waiting. Yeah, you don't want to give too much away. I know that there are going to be a lot of people that are excited to get on your wait list. So if somebody wants to train with you, how can they contact you or get on your wait list? Okay. So I haven't really like opened up, you know, client wait lists or anything like that yet. Um, still working on the details and I want to release, you know, like a form so people can put like the get to know me's like, cause I think it's more than a name. It's the story and what you're looking for with fitness. Um, but if you are listening right now and you think that I would be fun to train with and you like my vibe, please feel free to reach out to me through DM. I know it sounds so silly because you're probably like, she gets in on DMs, but no, I check them. I really do. And just be like, hey, I was listening to 8020. Like, I really am interested in training with you. And I will like put you towards the top of, you know, whatever the client wait list may be, because um, I think that you taking the time to listen to me through this podcast, I feel like you're learning a little bit more about me and the kind of person that I am. And I think we could have a great relationship because if you believe in 80-20, I believe in 80-20 because balance is so important. Big stickler on that too. Awesome. Okay, so what are your what's your Instagram handle and where can people find you online? So my main like social media is Instagram, like you said. Um, it's carolineg.fit. So C-A-R-O-L-I-N-E. I don't know if you want me to spell it out, but I did. I'll, um, I'll link everything in the, uh, okay. I'll, I'll link up with everything in the show notes for them. Yeah. And that's like my main social media right now. I use TikTok here and there, but it's not really as fitness related, but I hope I'm planning, making like a website soon for like coaching and stuff. And there's a lot of fun stuff in the works. So I'm really excited to see, you know, what the future holds and to hopefully be making like a personal impact with some people through online coaching. And everyone so listening cool. to this is the first to know that I'm going to start doing that soon. Oh, and we got the, the inside scoops yes. <laughs> on the podcast. Okay, well, I feel so special. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, and then is there anything else that you want to leave the listeners with? Do whatever makes you happy, regardless of the opinions of others. That is like my quote of the day. Like if I were to leave someone with anything, just remember that your own happiness is the most important thing and whatever journey you may be on in life you know make sure to prioritize that 